Welcome to The Forgettables. This is a podcast about podcasting. And this is a podcast about the life of Ahmed Chima and uh, how he enjoys and revels in podcasting. Not just messing with him. I think it was yesterday we were having the discussion where he was like, you guys make it sound like all I do is podcasting. I was like, hold up, hold up. That's not me. And then he's like, no, no, not you. Um, But what's it called? We're, We're missing our recurring, you know, guest contributor Rafi Husseini tonight. Um, we're really missing him. If he listens to the episode, which he probably won't, he'll know how much we'll, we're missing him. But uh, So he'll never know how much we're missing him. <laughs> never know. The other day I was telling him about the episode where I was talking about his beard and his hair, and he asked me, and it's like, uh, when we released episode 122, I think, he's like, what episode was the one you were talking about my hair? I, like, I told you, you listened to it like a week and a half ago. I was like 112. So, you know, I, I don't know if he went in and listened to it or not. Uh-huh. But, um, got it. <laughs> but, uh, so you know, tonight we want to talk about something as uh, building a business. I, I think building a brand is a little bit different, but building a business, and uh, this can relate to your podcast if you're wanting to build um, a podcasting brand or a podcasting business. I haven't been successful in trying to build a podcasting business yet because I haven't had the time to really, you know, focus on it all the way in. But I mean, it's a possibility, but you know, there is something I have experience with and that's building a business itself. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm 33 years of age and I've been working in a family business for like close to, I'd say 20 years at this point in time, it seems. Um, so, you know, I have some experience and with this trying to build some business, businesses, business. So, you know, we have some experience, but, but the main thing that comes with it is when trying to build the businesses, you want to build for longevity and you don't want to build something that will be successful overnight. And then after a few years, you know, it'll go to nothing, like go to dust. You want something and you want to build it for life. And I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they, all they do is they do flipping of businesses. You know, they'll build a business, they'll sell it, they'll build the next brand. Yeah, that's nice. But, you know, generally speaking, it's like one of those NFL statistics where the average um, career of a running back is two and a half years. It's not to demoralize anybody or to tell anybody you can't do it. But on average, I imagine, you know, every year there's probably like, for example, 100 businesses that open. I imagine 30 to 40 of them shutter by the end of the year because maybe they didn't have proper business practices. Maybe they didn't have a proper business plan. Maybe they didn't think it out properly. Whatever it is, whatever the case is, it just doesn't work out for them. And I'm not saying even if you use, you know, something, if I'm saying it and you're using it and you'll be successful in building a business. But I will tell you, you will have a chance of losing less money. And that is, you have to go in with a control, cost control mindset, that you have to control your cost. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, you go in, you go in with a lot of money, you'll make a lot of money. That's not always true. It doesn't always work like that. And then there's some people, they have the mindset, the more sugar you put in, the sweeter it's going to be. Remember, sometimes when you have something that's too sweet, it doesn't taste good and you can't even digest it. So you just have to try to find the right balance. And, you know, that's just, that's just my mindset is, you know, cost control is always best for everybody because everybody can run with a cost control mindset, no matter how much money they have in their budget. If you only have a hundred dollars, if you only have a hundred dollars, that's all the money you have. And you're 25 years of age, you're 25, that's fine. And you say, okay, I'm going to open the lemonade stand. I know how to make good lemonade. Do it. You don't know. I mean, you know, it's not, you won't make a lot of money, but you'll learn some business. So you'll learn 
customers, you'll learn customer dealing, you'll learn customer service, you'll learn sales, you'll learn uh, people's likes and dislikes, and you'll learn so many things just by running a lemonade stand at 25, having a full-time job. Maybe you do it on Saturdays and Sundays for three hours a day or three hours in the evening. And, you know, over the course of the summer you did for four months, you made in profit $1,000. That's $1,000 you didn't have before. You know, just just small things like that. You start with $100, now you have $1,000 that you didn't have before. So, I mean, you can do small things to make yourself better and learn certain things. And, you know, obviously you could put on your resume as a business builder then. Yeah, all right. So check this out. Um, the data shows that approximately 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open, 45% during the first five 65% during the first 10 years and only 25% of new businesses make it to 15 years or more, right? Just kind of touching on that point that somebody was talking about is like, it's not that you just open up shop and everyone's going to be super successful for a super long time. Um, but the reality is that there is a very significant failure rate to small businesses and, uh, even more so for, you know, these nowadays we have people trying to be the next big startup, the next unicorn, and they make foolish decisions, sometimes trying to chase uh, quick cash inflections um, so that they can try to build as quickly as they can. And then they end up falling just as quick, right? So it's really important to understand what drives the failures and try to avoid those things and what drives successes and what drives those things. And one of the things that Asabai touched on is being lean, right? And um, this is actually one thing that on one of the things that I'm thinking through is that right now, every human being, actually, I don't want to say every human being, not even every business, I, I won't generalize to that point. I will say most successful businesses have periods of time where cash and everything is flowing, demand is high, and then they have periods where that is not happening. Everything is cyclical. Nothing happens. It's not like, you know, for a whole entire year, every single day, you're going to be growing. It's just not how the world works. And also, by, please correct me if I'm wrong, if, you, if your experience has kind of shared otherwise, like you had a food truck and you have your family business, right? Like, some days are like killer and some days are not, right? Bro, there's some days where I've, uh, I spent the whole day, like for example, I was fixing a phone and uh, I fixed the phone, okay? Then the customer comes in the next day and they're like, the phone's not working today. And I spend literally the whole day trying to fix that phone and I make $0 that day, $0, hmm. but I spent the whole day working. There's days like that where you make, obviously, if you work for somebody, you're an employee, you put in those hours, you're still getting paid. You're getting As paid, a yeah. business owner, those hours when you're putting them in, you're not getting paid. You're not making any money. Now, there's been a day before where I started off the day from 10 a.m. to 1.15 or 1.20, I made $0, right? I go for Friday prayer. I come back to the store around 3.30. I get there late. In the next half hour, one and a half hour, um, my cash flow, this is not just profit. My cash flow was like close to like 3,500 to $4,000. And you know, today? Huh? today, no, no, not today. Not today. This is a few years back, you know, probably many years back now, maybe like six, seven years ago. 
Um, cash flowed in over the course of an hour and a half, close to $35 million. I probably made, I'd say profit like 1000 to 1500 or something like that. About a third of it was profit. Hmm. That's very unusual, but it does happen where, you know, you spend a whole day and you didn't make anything. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes people come in and they're like, I want to get my phone fixed. I'm like, okay. Um, I want to get it fixed right now. Is it okay? Normally I charge 90. I'm going to charge you 120 because you're in such a hurry. Okay. That's fine. Um, for example, the part cost me 20. Um, I fixed the phone in 15 minutes. I've basically made in 15 minutes, I've made a hundred dollars profit labor. So, I mean, some days that happens. Some days I spend like a whole day on one phone and <laughs> I still make like $40 on it. So there's no telling in business. Business has, uh, as I say in Urdu, business has no dinner, Iman. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, I come from Amazon operations and what we see is demand is cyclical, right? In the, in December, we are nonstop getting orders and we can't keep up with the demand. Whereas January, February, it's like we have bodies in the warehouses and it's like, we don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, because people don't have money. Right. People don't have money. They're not spending. They don't have any incentives to send. Right. Like it's, it's just like cyclical. Right. And so I, I when the, we did the food truck and I only did the food truck for like a year or something um, up to new year's, we made a lot of money from Thanksgiving time till uh, um, I'd say about new year's, new year's Eve, new year's Eve, whatever it is. You make a lot of money. Okay. The next two to three weeks are dead. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's, New Year's Eve, I think we did like in one night, like $2,000 worth of food sales. Um, and and we were a new food truck. At this point in time, we had only been in business for like two months. That's a lot of sales. And in yeah. food business, generally speaking, your profit's about 75 to 80%. So, you know, just do the math. Uh, we, we did that. But the next three weeks, in two nights, we would maybe make like $700. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's real, right? Like the, the demand fluctuations happen and that's why it's important in business to control the controllable costs, right? Like you keep your costs low, as I said, I was mentioning, and you keep your burn rate as low as possible so that you have to make it easy to scale back in the cases that, you know, um, your demand goes low, your fixed costs have to be low enough that you can handle the brunt of, you know, one, two, one month, two months, three months of that kind of thing. And then when I demand mean, goes example, back up. In the example of a food truck, your variable cost or you know, your merchandise, like, you know, your bread and your cheese and stuff like that. You're only going to only going to buy that in accordance to your demand. So, you know, you can always reduce those, but your fixed costs, like for example, your rent and your gas and stuff like that. Yeah. If you have employees that you have, yeah. Um, like that kind of thing. So you have to be very mindful of that our, stuff. Our and... employees quit on new year's Eve. <laughs> It was, it was just me and the other business partner and we had never worked alone like this and uh by the time we were done we just wanted to go to sleep inside of the food truck um yeah like absolutely i think one of the things we have to be very mindful of is and i think this is kind of the stage we're in in our business as well uh one of the things we're working on is like we have a burn rate we know how much we're spending every month just to keep this thing up how do we make sure you know, like the next step is like, I can't just rely on myself keeping, keep dumping cash in, right? Like I have to figure out how do I turn this into a system that stands on its own by itself that can, you know, how do I set up 
And, and so I think we have to kind of go back to the basics of what a business is, right? It's an exchange of value. You, your team, your company provide some value to your customer. And then they, in exchange of that, they give you uh, some money, right? And so when you have money, you can keep your business afloat, do more and more things uh, and grow all that stuff. So it's important, again, to understand your burn rate and figure out how do I minimize, number one is how do I minimize this? And number one, and number two is like, how do I um, create a system that is automatically feeding this burn rate so that you don't have to keep dumping in cash? I think coming back to formula one, as uh, as I've been watching a lot of this series, Drive to Survive, I feel like they should sponsor me at this point. Like I, I've talked about him like twice on the podcast already. But um, what you see is that there are some uh, companies like Renault a French company that are spending a lot of money, yet they're not finishing in the top three. Top two, three is always Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. And now these guys have money, yes, but they also have a vision and a passion and everyone on their team working toward the same goal. And they also have a culture. And I feel like that the X factor is really that culture of how people are treated on that team, right? Like people aren't like... uh you know, the expectations are super high, but you also have a certain level of respect for the people around you and that kind of thing. So it's important that, um, you know, you, you, like money is a part of business. There's no getting around that. You know, when you start a money, you start a business really to make money, right? Um, that being said, money is not going to solve your problems. You have to solve the problems. Like you're there to solve the problems. And then if you can solve people's problems, then money will come. So uh, anything else you want to touch on? Any best practices, tips, uh, and then you can close it. I, I think I think we're gonna leave this episode on trying to control cost. Um, yeah, that you know, just keep it short and call it the control cost episode, if you will. And you know, what and- what are some practice like? Let's kind of, I mean, you've done this a lot longer than I have. What are some things you can do as a small business owner to take a look at your costs and control your costs? Um, so a lot of business owners, what they do is they will have a job and they'll open their business and, uh, um, they'll talk with their boss before they're doing it. And they'll be like, look, I may need to flex my hours where I'll, you know, try to be at my business. And if they have a spouse or a friend or a partner, they're going to business with where they'll split the hours and have no employees at the beginning. Um, try to find a good location with high foot traffic, but at the same time, not in a main plaza to avoid high costs, that's brick and mortar. Um, but if you're doing online, um, instead of outsourcing a website build out where you're dependent on somebody, try to build something which is simple, looks pretty. You can do it on WordPress. There's a lot, they have a lot of good plugins. You don't have to spend a lot of money to use them either. Um, and you know, just, uh, just try to find, put in a little bit of research while you're doing your job. And when you get the chance, you know, just start it up and try to keep your costs low. Have a, have like a Google domains, to have your you know website hosted on, and they have a lot of you know good options like Squarespace and um, WordPress. I think is also you can go through Google Domains, and then um, Wix. Wix is not the best, but you know it does offer some options for flexibility and stuff like that. And uh, do you know fulfillment? Do the fulfillment yourself of your orders, whether it's in person, brick or mortar, or online, instead of outsourcing all that stuff. And don't start on Amazon. Amazon is way too expensive to start a business on. Um, by the time you make any money, um, you'll be broke. 
um, just being totally honest, because Amazon fulfillment costs are very high. They're not, they're not cheap. Obviously, Amazon's running a business. They're doing you a favor to a certain extent. That's not the place to start. If you're a successful business, maybe that's a place to market your product to make more sales, but you still want to bring people back to your website. Um, and I, I think those are some points, um, just, just brief points. And, you know, so people- I'll, maybe, I'll just yeah. add two things real quick. So number one is if you're running- a business on your own, it's really important to have a budget and really uh, understand where every single penny is going. Yeah. And everything you spend, understand when the return of investment is going to come, how it's going to come, what it's going to look like. And if you don't have that level of detail when you spend money, if you don't know how this is going to come back to you, don't spend that money, right? Like if, don't spend for the sake of spending, right? It's not like, hey, this person's spending $1,000 on marketing. We also need to spend $1,000 on marketing. Understand if I spend $1,000 on marketing, how much sales is this going to lead to? How much increase in traffic is this going to lead to? Is this going to increase the bottom line? Am I going to be making more revenue as a result of this $1,000 spend? If the answer is yes, move forward. Um, if the answer is no, uh, you know, clearly don't do that. Don't spend willy-nilly number two is if you're if you're building a team out right like so if you're not a solopreneur kind of guy you're building a team out you have the um the ability to manipulate people to convince them to work for free <laughs> what i would do or work for discounted rates um it's really important that in that case you take the time to understand each person on the team's strengths and build the structure in a way where they are in a position to do what they do best. Do not put people in positions where they are not going to like what they do because they will be very quickly leaving your team, right? Find out what it is they're good at, find out how they want to grow and find out how you can be a part of that story. And eventually, like a lot of times, you know, you know they may not be here forever, but when they're on your team for that little bit of time, they will give your their heart and soul to your kind of, your operation. I was, I was a part of, um, you know, I mean, you know, the, my other partner in the business who's part of launch good in the early yeah. stages. Uh, and he gave his heart and soul there when he was there and he wasn't getting paid. I was part of, um, if Institute, um, and, and, you know, I was getting paid, uh, not how much I'm getting paid right now by any means, but that first year, you know, I, I gave my blood, sweat and tears. I worked out, I worked hard, you know what I mean? Like, and I did it because I believed in the vision. I believed in the team. Yep. Um, and they put me in a position where really they took the time to understand, Hey, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? How are you trying to improve and how can we help get you there? Right. Even when I, uh, when I had this other job offer, they kind of gave me, they sat me down and was like, Hey, look, we can't compete with that offer monetarily. Right. But what are your goals? You know, like how, any way you want to grow here, we can offer that to you. This is a completely, you know, uh, this is a startup, right? Essentially. And so for me, I just, uh, I made the decision I made because of a couple other pressures, but like, I think I, I may have like, like looking back right now, even if I stayed, I would have been in a pretty good spot. Um, but yeah, like make sure you put your team in a position to succeed so that, they give you the same when they're doing their work. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.